Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, what more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. I'm Morgan Rector, host of the Human Monsters True Crime Podcast. Do you find life boring within the comfort zone? This is the right show for you. It will test your endurance. The offenders profiled are among the most inhumane. These people specialize in the unthinkable. Human Monsters, available wherever you get your podcasts. There were two more murders 15 miles away. We have murder. We would like to believe, especially when it comes to child offenders, that they have a chance of reform. A boy named John Lawrence Miller was given a second chance just to murder again. And on October 23, 1975, he was arrested for his crime. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. John Lawrence Miller was born in 1942 and, at the young age of seven, began having fantasies of killing. The Los Angeles native was arrested on several occasions during his childhood for things such as burglary and being, quote, improperly supervised at home. When he was 15 years old, he was sent to the Fred C. Nell's School for Boys after stealing a car in San Bernardino. Shortly after arriving on November 11, 1957, his parents secured him a 10-hour day pass so they could take him home for Sunday dinner. While at the restaurant, John was able to slip away from his parents and head back towards the home of a family friend, Stafford Thurmond. His plan was simple break in and steal money and a gun and go on the run. However, when he arrived the next day, he found that the house was empty. The 22-month-old daughter of one of their neighbors, however, was playing in the front yard. John, for reasons unknown, chose this opportunity to live out his fantasies and lured Laura Joan Wetzel into the home. When Laura's parents couldn't find her, they, along with another neighbor couple, searched frantically for the child. When one of the neighbors went into the Thurman's yard, she was confronted by John Miller standing in the doorway with a knife and gun. He slammed the door in their faces and the police were called. The house was searched and, in the crib under a mound of blankets, was the body of Laura Wetzel. She had been beaten and then smothered to death. 
By this time, John had already stolen a car, or two, and fled. He was arrested in Reno on November 15th after being identified by a hitchhiker he picked up. When police questioned the boy, he told them that he killed the young girl just to know how it would feel. He was convicted of murder and spent 17 years in prison. This is not where his story ends. Because after being paroled in August of 1975, he was able to commit the murder he always wanted to, his father's. You see, those murderous fantasies he had from a young age mostly included his father. The only reason he never acted on them was because the family was financially dependent on the man. Now, 32 years old and no longer under his care, the problem didn't seem to matter as much. Just two months after his release, John went to his parents' home and shot them. His father, who survived long enough to reach a neighbor's home, identified his attacker as his own son. John, just like before, stole a car and fled from the scene. He was arrested on October 23, 1975, after robbing a bank and holding the manager hostage. According to John, he couldn't cope with being a free man and blamed his father for being sent to prison in the first place. He told the judge he wanted to die, but didn't have the courage to do so himself and wanted to be sent to the gas chamber, which is what the judge sentenced him to on March 25, 1976. Unfortunately, that's where his records end for some reason. Some sources say he died on July 12, 1987, while some say that he is still alive and serving his sentence. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on October 24th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime-obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.